1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and
2: 365-day returns. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And Jane Pickett of the Island Wood Veterinary Hospital in New Market, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, uh, joining me this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're very welcome. OK, let me go straight to a question in from uh, Jenny, who describes having a very boisterous 18-month-old Labrador. Choose anything he can get his teeth into, including this morning, a brand new pair of runners. Any advice to stop this habit, please? Ugh.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs> it can be such a challenge, particularly in young dogs, because they learn about the world with their mouth, essentially. Um So, there is a fine line, however, and I think if we're starting to kind of engage in destructive behaviour, as tearing apart runners, then that's really, really dangerous for this dog. Because if God forbid it does eat some of that, whether it be part of the fabric or part of the runner, so it can cause a really serious blockage in the intestine. Sometimes it can even require surgery, and then sometimes you know the outcome isn't so good. So it's really important to try and prevent it if you can. First thing I would try and do is just make sure that your dog has this kind of cognitive brain needs met so make sure it's going for lots of walks throughout the day and that it's not just kind of a you know a two-step march you're just walking for the sake of walking you're letting it engage and sniffing so it's learning about the world around using the same parts of its brain that it would be using if it was chewing up runners and putting its mouth around things and learning about the world also, distraction is a really good thing. So if your dog likes a particular type of thing that it would like to put in its mouth and try and chew up, try and find a dog-safe toy that has the same kind of consistency to it. Um, so with runners, there's lots of, let's say the equivalent will be um, a stuffed toy that's robust and um, and it would have, let's say, some harder little bit to it, some softer bit. So your dog is getting those kind of varieties of textures in its mouth. Um, but it's in a dog-safe manner. Um, so I think you really just need to try and wean them off the runners and onto safer safer toys. And if your dog does have uh, quite the sharp teeth, you might want to you know, go for, let's say, the indestructible branded ones. Um, rather than your standard toy as well if they're particularly good at pulling things apart because obviously we want to keep them safe and we want to keep them, you know, away from eating little bits and bobs of these things. So try and make sure that they're out and about, lots of activity, lots of mental stimulation
2: and give them safer toys. Do they eventually grow out of it? Some do, some don't. Oh. Um, is
0: what I'd say. Yeah, if okay. There, you know, it's... it's, it's phase of learning about the world. Others, they really just like the habit of pulling apart things. Um, But generally, if they have enough mental stimulation, they'll fulfil that in other
2: ways. Let's stay with young dogs. Uh, Hi, Patricia. Could you ask Jane, at what age would you recommend to clip a puppy's toenails?
0: Oh, okay. So this is quite a variable one. Generally, we see, let's say, a lot of puppies that come to our doors for their, you know, second vaccinations, or even a month or two later, the owners will say, oh, you need to clip his nails, they're really sharp. A lot of the time, we can't because there's actually not that much, um, let's say, excess nail there um, that we'd be able to clip. And a lot of the time, it's just because they're they're jumping up and they might be causing a little bit of discomfort, let's say, if they're jumping up onto your legs. Really, the thing to do here is think, well, you know, are my dog's nails an appropriate length? Regardless of their age, regardless of whether they're a puppy or an older dog. And generally, that will be the case that if they're standing up, upright, the very tips of their nails that are kind of, you know, the, the main ones that will be in contact with the ground usually are literally just brushing the floor. You don't want them sitting on the floor or being pulled to one side, a standing mm-hmm. position. And equally, we ideally want them don't want them so short that they're not making contact with the ground. So it's kind of a happy medium. The reason that we like them to just be in contact with the ground is then that if they're walked appropriately, kind of on slightly rougher surfaces, let's say the pavement, the sidewalk, tarmac, that kind of thing, and, um, you know, it can act as kind of almost like a nail file, like an emery board. And they may get some normal wearing to keep them at a normal length. So it's very, very variable. So let's say one puppy that might be six months old that's been walked on a little bit of pavement every now and again, and that keeps the nails low, may not require nail clipping at all. Whereas if their counterpart that maybe just walks on grass, just walks on short surfaces, and they might have some nail growth that might not be being filed down by a little bit of a rough surface, they might need nail clipping. So it's very difficult to say an exact age because it's very, very variable. But generally in young puppies, it, it's not necessary.
2: Okay, Ger says, Hi, Patricia and Jane. I have a female paraca- paraquet." Her partner was sold and I rescued her. She eats budgie food and millet. I've tried everything. Fruit, nuts, vegetables, lettuce. Nothing works. She's a happy little punter. She's plenty of space and freedom, but I'd love to improve her diet. She has access to fresh water as well. Any suggestions, please?
0: Okay, I'm going to put my hands up here and say I'm not the woman to answer this question. Okay, uh, I must admit they are beautiful, beautiful birds. But as regards to say exotic medicine and particularly dealing with the larger exotic birds, I wouldn't have a lot of experience. And you know they can have such specific needs even between breeds of birds that you know general recommendations are very very difficult. So what I suggest in this case, to this listener. Is get in contact um, I, I suppose ask your local vet if they feel comfortable with dealing with that question but if not they might be able to direct you towards a vet vet's use, used to dealing with kind of birds, avian and exotic species and they are usually quite specialist in the sense that they will know for each breed of bird exactly what's appropriate as regards to fat protein content and that can be very variable and it's really really important particularly with these species of birds and exotic species that their husbandry is right so that means their food, their environment and it really sounds like a
2: Listeners, trying yeah, really hard to it get sounds that right. like Jar is doing is yeah. doing everything right. Yeah, exactly. And, and so right, right to be worried. The fact that this bird is only eating budgie food and millet, it sounds like yeah. that's not probably a balanced diet for the bird. I would suspect
0: not. But I would say I get, a, get get somebody who's dealing with birds on a veterinary basis every day involved because they'll be able to give you exactly what that breed of bird would require. And it sometimes can be quite niche. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to send you off in the wrong road for a okay. general recommendation. Well I think it needs to be taken further.
2: Well done. Hi. Question, please, for Jane, my terrier, 12 years of age, is eating grass. Now, it happens Probably every 8 to 10 weeks he will go out eat the grass it can last for up to 2 hours and then it stops again. Is there anything I could give her to stop doing this unusual behaviour?
0: Okay, interesting. So grass eating can happen for a number of reasons. We always historically thought it would be if a pet was nauseous so they want to throw up if they don't feel well for some reason. A lot of them will engage in grass eating behaviour to kind of make themselves get sick. And we always thought this was the case and in in some cases it is. So if if this listener always will see their pet throwing up after they've had these little bouts of eating grass grass irregularly, then it might be that, you know, something has made them feel a little bit ill periodically. um, And that may need a a little bit of thought as to, well, has something changed in the diet around those few days before they engage in that grass-eating behaviour and then throwing up? Or are they unwell in other ways? Now, interestingly, in the last years, there is some research that has shown that some dogs really do just do grass-eating as habit. Um, So it can be something that's purely behavioural. In these cases, it tends to happen kind of more continuously and it does sound like it's kind of a periodic thing that happens every few weeks in this dog, so not constant behaviour. I would say that as long as your dog is otherwise well in himself, eating, drinking, weight is good, you've noticed no other changes and there's not vomiting associated with the episodes, it might be behavioural. But if you're in any way otherwise worried about your pet or you do notice vomiting associated with the episodes, you need to have a little think about, well, what happens around the days that this happens? And if you have any concerns, visit your vet personal physical exam.
2: Okay, Margaret's been on. Hi Patricia, would you please ask Jane, at what age do you neuter a female dog? Okay, so
0: in general, with small to medium breeds of dogs kind of anywhere between 6, 8, 10 months is fine. Okay? Now there is some information that tells us that in when you have, let's say, a larger breed dog, so kind of over 20, 30, 40 kg at their adult waist, it may be beneficial to wait a little bit longer. Now that is so that we're not interfering with the hormonal development um, at a stage where these dogs are not quite mature because we do know that smaller to medium breed dogs mature at a much faster rate and are more mature earlier than their larger and giant breed counterparts. So normally in, let's say, a large breed or a giant breed dog, you will be talking about the 10, 12, 14 month range. Um, and I think the really important thing here is there's a lot of factors that play into that. And also it's risk versus benefit. So we just need to be mindful that, you know, in some of these pets. If they were to have a a kind of a a pregnancy at quite a young age, that in itself could be very, very dangerous for them. So you need to balance the the likelihood of that happening, given your kind of environment at home and where they might be in contact with, versus the benefits of maybe, you know, waiting and and ensuring that they're kind of sexually mature at that point. So normally I would say smaller breeds, kind of six, eight, ten months. Uh, larger breeds, kind of 10,
2: 12, 14 months. OK, stay on that theme because uh, Lucy wants to get her female puppy neutered when she comes of age. But her dad, Lucy's dad, is saying that you should allow a dog to have a litter of puppies first. Lucy's concerned about that.
0: OK, so I, this is still something that's kind of going around as as kind of wisdom of the year's. It's an old wives tale. There is absolutely no physiological benefit to letting a a bitch have a litter of pups first. And to be honest with you, we have so many beautiful dogs that are out there unwanted in this country that, you know, it has no benefit to the dog itself. And all you're doing is serving to add to the population of unwanted dogs in the country. So I would definitely advise against waiting for the sake of waiting to give them a litter of pups because it gives them no physiological benefit whatsoever.
2: And is it the same with cats? Exactly the same. Okay, yeah, because you'll often hear that saying, oh, you should let them have have their first litter, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, as always, Mm -hmm. a mine of information. Thank you for that, Uh, Jane. Have a lovely week and we'll talk next Thursday. You too, thank you. Good morning to you. That is uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group.